art-loving homeschoolers unite. If you've been looking for a place where you can find fun ideas for your homeschool art and introduce your kids to the amazing world of art history, you found it. Grab your coffee and join me, Lotus Stewart, a homeschooling mom of two creative teenagers and the founder of Art History Kids. This is the Homeschool Art Revolution podcast, where each week we'll explore simple yet powerful ideas that will help you to nurture your child's creativity and self-expression. I'm so delighted you're here. Let's dive into this week's chat. Hey, welcome to the Homeschool Art Revolution. I'm Lotus from Art History Kids, and I am so excited about today's podcast episode. Today, we are talking all about giving yourself permission to create your dream homeschool, whatever that looks like for you. So I've been reflecting a little bit. We're starting our 12th year of homeschooling now. It has gone by so quickly. I can't believe it's been that many years. But this time of year is always a tricky time. It's the end of summer. Some people are starting their homeschools in August. Other people are waiting until September. But everyone is thinking about the new school year. Even, you know, if you homeschool year round, things are kind of refreshed this time of year. It's just a time of change and re-envisioning what you want to see and experience in the year ahead. And there's always a lot of conversation in the homeschool groups about curriculum and schedules and all these kind of things. And there are so many questions and a lot of new homeschoolers wondering if there is a right way to do all of these things. So this episode is all about giving yourself permission. And I love this quote um, by Oscar Wilde. He said, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. And when you think about that, a lot of times we do try to look at what other people are doing and make sure that we're doing, you know, the things that we should be or we think we should be, what people are saying we should be. And that's such a tricky road to be on because we wouldn't be doing this homeschooling our kids if we just wanted to follow the crowd and do what everyone else is doing, do what is expected of us or what's happening in the public school system. For years, I got questions about, are you, you know, doing this with your kids in this grade? Because in the public schools, in the fourth grade, they learn this or in the, you know, freshman year of high school, they read this. And it's like, that's fine. But we don't have to follow those rules unless we want to. And it's a wonderful thing to be able to know that we have the freedom to choose to do things that way or choose something different. So to follow up that Oscar Wilde quote, there's another quote that I absolutely have loved for years and years. Um, Sidney Gerwitz Clemens said this, art has the role in education of helping children become more like themselves instead of more like everyone else. So when we think about that Oscar Wilde quote and being yourself, everyone else is already taken and art helping children to become themselves and not worry about what everyone else is doing or how everyone else is thinking. This is where true learning and amazing things can happen when we give ourselves this permission. So 
When you envision what your dream homeschool would look like, when you think about your kids and what they need and what what would really um, nurture them the most this year, whatever stage they're at in their academic development, whatever stage they're at in their you know school career, what would be the most amazing year for them to have? What would those things be? And not just thinking about what everybody else is doing who has kids who are that age or what everybody else is doing who has kids who live in your area, but what is really going to be amazing for your kids specifically? Remembering back to your why. Why are you homeschooling in the first place? You probably had a really important reason when you started homeschooling and to just reconnect with that and to really envision that end result of what you're working toward, that begin with the end in mind philosophy, look forward in time, and then feel the feeling of actually getting there and how amazing it will feel to know that you had this vision and you took the steps that it, you know, that it required and you arrived. So when the doubts start to creep in or when well-meaning people with questions come up to you and are wondering why you're doing things the way that you're doing them, it can be really challenging, especially when everyone has their opinions and people love to tell you what worked for their kids, but no one else sees your vision the way that you do. No one else knows your kids the way that you do. So you have to trust what's in your heart just as much as what's in your mind. So many times I hear from homeschoolers who have these incredibly creative kids and they just love art. They love everything creative and they see how much joy this brings to their children, to their homeschool when they bring it in and to their lifestyle in general. But society makes us feel like art is somehow less important than some of these other traditional school subjects. And so it's easy to, you know, put art off to the side. It becomes one of the lower things on our list of priorities and something that maybe gets done occasionally or rarely. And it can be really hard to go against the grain and take a stand for something like art being just as important as something like spelling. But This is how we nurture kids who are passionate and who develop a deeper level of skill in their zone of genius. It can take a lot of courage and a lot of um, knowing in yourself that this is the right thing to do and believing in yourself that this is the right thing to do. It takes a lot of bravery to do go against the grain and do things differently. But we're already doing this by being homeschoolers anyway. So rather than setting up a curriculum that aims to make sure that your kids are okay at everything, that they've done a little bit of all these subjects, and that they, you know, are are just kind of aware of them and average at everything, why not go for it and specialize in something and give your kids and yourself the time and the resources to be really, really great at something, even if that means kind of eliminating or minimizing other subjects that are traditionally thought of as, you know, pretty important. I'm not saying you totally ignore the core subjects and you know, just go all in on art and do nothing else. I have ideas that I'm going to share with you at the end for how to kind of balance everything. 
but it does take a lot of courage and you have to be really, really committed to your idea. And that's why it's so important to connect back to your big vision, your big reason why you're homeschooling and to know in your heart what your kids need from their school. So how do you honor your vision? It sounds so abstract. And when you're in the planning phase, it all makes perfect sense. And it's just very exciting. But then sometimes when we go to put these things into action, it can be tricky not to just fall back into a familiar routine. So I have three kind of action steps that will help you to put these ideas in place. The first is to research your plan. So find examples of greatness to reassure yourself and give yourself permission to go all in. If art is something that your kids love and you've been feeling like this is what they want and this is what they need, but you also feel conflicted because everyone is telling you how important all of this writing and literature and reading and history and spelling and science and labs for science and all of these other things are. We only have so many hours in the day and we can't do everything and do it well. So know, you know, what your kids need and what you want for them in their education. And if when you find examples and do this research, you'll see that there are schools for the performing arts. There are plenty of um, visual arts schools. There are lots and lots of traditional schools that focus on the arts and produce students and kids who end up knowing so much about their chosen field And it's not hurting them or any detriment to their education that they spent this extra time in a place that gave them validation and fulfillment and purpose. So find examples of schools out in the world that are doing what you are thinking about doing. And this is just going to go a long way to reassure yourself, if nothing else. Now, you can also get good ideas for them. How do they weave in all of these other subjects? How do they make sure things are balanced? But doing this research, you have something to fall back on and think to yourself, okay, even though I am going against the grain, there are other people doing this too. I'm not alone, and this isn't crazy, and it helps to give yourself that permission. This uh, Step number two is to trust your plan. So once you've researched your plan, You have to trust your plan. Trust it for more than a day. Trust it for more than a week. Give yourself a good amount of time. And, you know, while you're making your plan, make sure your kids are involved. Bring your kids in on the planning stages. Everyone will be really excited about this and it's going to be so much fun, but then you have to trust it. So give yourself, you know, three months, six months, the whole year. Just tell yourself you are going to really go all in and try out this plan. You're giving yourself permission to have the homeschool of your dreams. You're not going to bail after a week or two. And then the third step is to validate your plan. So once you're in, you're in it, you're doing it, you're following your vision, your kids are doing all of the things that you have in mind for them and the ideas that they had in mind for themselves, look for evidence that it's working. Instead of just finding the places where you, you know, fall back into looking at what other people are doing on social media or finding something that looks really fun on Pinterest that's not part of your initial plan. You can always vary your plan and change course. That's, of course, 
part of the wonderful freedom we have as homeschoolers, but know the difference between finding something extra fun and changing course because you're getting nervous. Find evidence that it's working. Look for the ripple effect. Look for the ways that your kids are really flourishing because of this amazing plan that you've put into place, this amazing new direction that you're taking your homeschool in. So you can always change your plans later. None of this is set in stone. Everything's flexible. And instead of trying to look for all of the reasons why it's not working and to decide that you need to go back to what you're used to doing, ask yourself, what if this did work out? What if this makes my kids so happy? What if they are just the happiest kids and so creative and so fulfilled And it's even better than you could have imagined. And when you do these things, research your plan, trust your plan, validate your plan by looking for evidence that it's working, you might really surprise yourself with this kind of um, realization that because you're focusing on creativity, because you're focusing on whatever the thing is that your kids are really, really interested in, It's actually helping them to succeed in all of these other areas just because of the wonderful foundation that they're getting in the thing that they love. So I keep going back to art as the foundation of this new, wonderful um, homeschool vision. But for you, it could be anything. It could be something totally different. So if art is not the thing, then just kind of in your mind, replace it with whatever the main feature of your new homeschool plan that you're giving yourself permission to try out, whatever that would be for you. So reflecting back on 12 years of homeschooling, Whenever we've had periods where I tried to conform, where I tried to use a box curriculum that had everything all in one, when I tried to follow some of the things that kids in our area and our state were doing that year and kind of bring those things into our homeschool, it was a range from lackluster disinterest to complete misery. It never worked out. So... During the periods when I followed my intuition and broke the rules, so to speak, and just went for what I saw my kids were interested in and what would light them up, those are the times that I look back on. And those are the times that, number one, my kids had the most long-lasting learning. They can remember back to things that we did, you know, eight years ago and remember specific details because in the moment... That's what they were interested in, and that's what we were learning. And we were learning it in a fun, engaging, hands-on way. So not only did they have long-lasting learning that they remember still to this day, when I think back on my education, there are very few things that I still remember to this day. So I consider that a huge win. But also, those are the times when we had these really joyful memories. I look back and I remember the laughter and the playfulness and the fun and just the lighthearted atmosphere where yes, we were learning, but it was so fun. It felt like a party. So luckily we live in a time right now where kids are able to learn anything they want. So it's not our job anymore to make them memorize a bunch of things that are meaningless to them, things that they will never need to know. If they need to know it later, they can learn it themselves, as long as we've done our most important job, which is 
to create lifelong learners who are curious and full of wonder and who love discovery. Kids who never lose that spark of awe, that like, when they learn something new and it just takes their breath away and they're so excited to learn it. So a couple of common mistakes or misconceptions that I've seen time and time again throughout these 12 years of homeschooling and ones that I have myself at one time um, actually been guilty of, I think all of us go through these phases of trying things out and realizing sometimes the hard way that they didn't work. But if I can do anything to prevent some new homeschoolers or homeschoolers who haven't stumbled upon these challenges yet to help you to avoid them, that is what I'm here for. So the common mistakes are trying to do it all and trying to do your homeschool like someone who you think is perfect, someone who you see as like the perfect homeschooler. You can't do it all. There's no way. There's just too much amazing stuff out there to learn and to explore and to experience. And I think that as as soon as the pandemic kind of wound down a little bit and everything was open again, we kind of all experienced that. Like we went from zero to 150 in a week. And it was all of a sudden from having nothing to do to having like so many options, we really had to be selective. And you have to be selective in your homeschool. There's no way to do it all. But that's also good news because we get to embrace the idea and showcase it for our kids that we're still learning. We're lifelong learners, that you don't stop learning when you're 18. This is something we get to keep doing. It's not something we have to do. We get to. It's so much fun to keep learning. So it's not like we have to cram it all in before they finish 12th grade. We just need to curate a really amazing plan, not try to do it all, do the things that matter, do them really well. And then doing things perfectly, there's no such thing. So I love this Salvador Dali quote. He said, have no fear of perfection. You'll never reach it. And it's not, I think it was probably meant to be kind of a sassy offhanded comment. Um, knowing Salvador Dali's personality and the way he was, he was very kind of said things for shock value sometimes. But if you think about this, not as like a harsh kind of slam, like you'll never be perfect, but it's really like you'll never be perfect. So don't even try. There's no point. Do the best you can. Do the things that are fun. Do them in a way that's fun. There is no perfect. So when you're worried about trying to do something that doesn't even exist, you're wasting your time. Just enjoy yourself. So sometimes it feels like we need permission, especially this time of year when everyone is posting their perfect schedules and their perfect book stacks, and you have this immense pressure to be perfect. Forget about all of that. You're unique. You have something special to offer. You know your kids better than anyone else. And you know that your kids are unique. Don't feel like you're letting them do art is like a cop out to the other subjects that you should be prioritizing. Art is essential to their nature. I have a whole um, podcast episode coming up about this very idea. It's part of our humanity. That's why people have been creating art since the beginning of time. It's not something nice to have. It's something we need to have. So give yourself permission. If you need a permission slip, here it is. This podcast episode is your permission slip. 
you officially have permission to design and implement the homeschool of your dreams, the homeschool of your kids' dreams, and to do it guilt-free. Have you ever seen that episode of Parks and Recreation where Ron Swanson um, is, he's out at an event and someone is telling him he can't do something and he's like, not to worry, I have a permit. And he pulls a piece of paper out of his pocket and it's just this tiny little typed out sentence that says, I can do what I want. So just imagine that this is your permission slip. You have it in your pocket. You can do what you want. You have the freedom of being able to do whatever you want because we're homeschoolers. Let's embrace this freedom and take full advantage of the opportunities it gives us. So to wrap up, how do we do this? Our action items are to define the homeschool of our dreams, first of all. The best way to do this, I think, is to get your kids involved. So set a fun atmosphere, have some snacks, have some fun drinks, um, get a stack of post-it notes and a marker, get your kids in, maybe put on some fun music, and brainstorm. Pay attention to what lights them up when they talk about it. Ask them what they want to learn and how they want to learn it. And then plan to do mostly that. How can you connect other subjects with the ones that they love? If your kids love art, it's so easy. Art literally connects with every other subject so seamlessly. You can connect it with history and geography and literature and music and science and math. Everything connects to art. So you can approach all of these other subjects through the lens of what your kids love. And if it's another subject besides art that is the thing that they love, just the same the same idea applies. How can you approach it? These all these other subjects you're going to cover in your homeschool, how can you feature them in a way where it's really slanted toward the thing that your kids love so that you're they're learning it through the kind of venue of the thing that they love, whether it's art or whatever. And then the same thing applies with what your kids like least. Sometimes our kids don't like a certain subject, but it needs to be part of our curriculum. Is there a way we can approach it where it becomes a little bit more fun, where they're learning it through the um, structure of the things that they love? So for example, with math, when my kids were younger, this was a little bit easier, but we could learn measuring by going in the kitchen and baking. Or when my daughter started to be interested in sewing, that was a good, you know, a good way to learn how to measure things, things that apply to real life and apply to things that are fun to them. As they get older, you might have to be a little bit more creative in your thinking, but there are ways that you can approach even the subjects your kids don't love and do them in a way that makes them a little bit more fun. You can also do them a little bit less often just because everyone else is doing a certain amount of a subject doesn't mean you have to follow that proportion. So if there are a couple of main subjects that your kids really love, maybe those are the subjects that run through your whole entire year. And the other subjects that they don't love dip in and out occasionally. So your kids can look forward to a break from those subjects. But when you are doing them, you're doing them in a way that's more hands-on and immersive so that they're getting a lot from it, but it's not a constant throughout the year. This is something we're trying this year. We're going to have a couple subjects that we do all year long. 
And then the rest of our subjects are going to be sprinkled in for short periods of time. So give yourself permission to try out experimental schedules, all kinds of fun new ways of approaching school. This is your school and you get to do it however you would like to. So to recap our action steps, first, we're going to research the homeschool of our dreams. We're going to brainstorm it with our kids. Then we're going to research to find examples to prove to ourselves that we're not crazy, even though we are kind of breaking tradition and doing something different. There's something to it. And we're not the only ones and we're not alone. And other people have done this successfully. This will help to remind us that when we need that boost of confidence that we're doing the right thing that we are. And then we're going to trust in our plan, give it a certain amount of time, go all in, enjoy it, be in the moment, have fun with it, and then validate after a certain amount of time, whatever period of time you feel like is good. Look for evidence that it's working. Look for all the ways that positive things are coming from this. And then reassess the plan. So if you want to make changes, you can adjust things anytime you want. You have the freedom to design and develop the program that you think is going to be amazing for your kids. Try it out and then make changes as you go. Be fully in the moment and just enjoy the process. We have so many amazing opportunities with our kids every day to learn in all kinds of ways. And some of them look more traditional and some of them don't even look like learning. But this is where some of the most profound and amazing learning can happen. So don't think that you have to be sitting at a desk with a book open to have amazing school experiences with your kids. There are so many different ways that the perfect homeschool can look And yours should look unique and different from everyone else's because your kids are unique, you're unique, and they have something amazing to offer the world. And you will nurture that and bring that out in them so that the world can be a better place for it. So I hope that this permission slip episode gives you all of the courage you need to go for it. I cannot wait to hear what you will do in your homeschool this year. Hop over to Instagram to let me know your plans and keep me updated throughout the year and I will do the same. Thank you so much for joining me today. I cannot wait to chat again in another episode very soon. And until then, stay inspired.